Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Rota Play Podcast, a proud member of the Rota Play Network. I am your host, Kemp Blue. This week, we have a brand new game for you. It is One Last Job by Grant Howitt, one of my absolute favorite designers, so I'm so glad to have another Grant Howitt game on the show. Here's the catch, though. I was not part of this game. There was some scheduling conflicts. I couldn't make it to the recording. So my good buddy Tim Devine stepped up to run this game for just a fantastic group of players. We've got Jimmy Sprinkles, the wonderful GM of Brits on Bikes. We have Eve, who plays D over on Brits on Bikes, just a fantastic player telling a fantastic story on that show. And we have Jay, who is returning back to Road to Play Podcast after after they appeared on our Swords Without Master game. Just Jay's an incredible player, amazing, amazing player. All right, not a whole lot to talk about this time around, uh, but one big thing. Tim actually has a game coming to Kickstarter on August 6th with Doug Lewandowski. The game is called Agents of Deception, and it is a GM-less storytelling game that has dice rolling and bluffing, and at the end of it, there's actually a winner, which is pretty cool. You don't see that a lot in RPGs, so it's really neat that at this game, someone can say, hey, I won that game. It has a really cool, like, Men in Black feel. You play agents who are trying to become part of the FIB, which is Folks and Blazers. If you like rolling dice, if you like Men in Black, if you like just having a good time around the table and sharing a lot of laughs with your friends, be sure on August 6th to go out and check out the Agents of Deception Kickstarter. It's a great game. Uh, we're going to be blasting it all over the place, so if you're following any of our social media, there is no way you can miss this, but definitely set yourself a reminder to check it out on August 6th. All right, I don't think I have a lot more to talk about. If you're at Gen Con 1, I'm very sad I couldn't make it. Life got in the way. Canceled my plans last minute. So go out there. Have a great time for me. Tell me all about it. Not too much, though. FOMO, you know. Anyways, let's get right into this game of One Last Job, GM'd by Tim Devine, featuring Jimmy Sprinkles, Eve, and Jay. Well, we're going to get right into this game of One Last Job by Grant Howitt. Uh, and uh, you just met our players. So let's just get right into this. This is going to be a Wild West setting. Kind of a spaghetti Western, Magnificent Seven feel. We're going we're gonna to just jump right in. No one knows their characters. I don't know their characters. No one knows what's going to happen. So uh, let's go right into the opening scene. And I think the opening scene is going to be the camera zoomed in on a rope, specifically a knot, a very intricate knot that's 
commonly associated with a noose. And as the camera kind of pans down on the rope, the, the, the neck that it's around uh, comes into view and it's sweating and it's hot out. The sun is beating down on this poor individual uh, or maybe they deserve it, I don't know. And as the camera backs out a little ways and pans back, it picks up this outlaw about to, about to meet their maker. And uh, the sounds in the background are of this preacher screaming and, and rallying the, the crowd about this person's heinous crimes and how this is, this is the, the ultimate uh, uh, punishment that they're about to receive for all the bad they've done. And uh, as it pans out a little bit more, the, the, you're seeing the crowd, you're seeing this, this very uh, venomous, spitting preacher riling them up, and this stoic figure who just, they know it's their time, and they've resigned to it. But when the camera pans back a little bit more, there's the, the sound of hooves as a horse is making its way through the crowd. An older gentleman with a, with a duster and a, and a tall, uh, what are those things called? The bucket, the, the is it a bucket? Ten it's a big cowboy hat. hat. Yeah, 10, ga- yeah, ten exactly. gallon hat. 10 gallon hat and a cigar hanging out of their mouth. And it's an old, like I said, an older gentleman. And he st- sits there for a moment watching the proceedings and just, just, the tension is building because they're about to they're about to kick the the block out from under this 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 outlaw. And right as the right as the block's about to go out, the old man speaks up. What are you doing out there? You have to stop that. Stop it right now. And the preacher looks down, spits into the crowd. What do you mean we have to stop? We're hanging this man here and now. The Almighty is going to have a going to be smiling down on us. I'm going to stop you right there, preacher. I'm going to stop you right there. Your uh, your law doesn't supersede mine. And you see the old man pull the pull the duster aside and reveal that there's a U.S. Marshal's badge. And he pulls out a piece of paper, hangs it over the hangs it over the head of his own horse, and says, what I have here is a little document from the U.S. government. I'm taking that man into custody. He's going to atone for his crimes, but he's going to do it in front of a jury of his peers. And let me tell you this, this is going to be all over the news and all the papers, and all your names are going to be in those papers because you're the ones who brought him to justice. So why don't you cut him down, put him on this here horse, pants back and you see this shabby old mare being dragged behind his horse well not dragged that's a little bit that's a little bit of a stretch more like just guided so go on bring him down and as the preacher decides to uh you know start to to fight back the crowd hearing that their names are going to be in the paper are are now getting excited and uh one of them jumps up and pulls the noose off the gentleman's head hands him his hat back the gentleman gets on the horse and the two ride off the uh the old man without looking just as they're riding together side by or not side by side a little bit behind he says uh so lightning jack looks like they finally caught you 
Who wants to take on Lightning Jack? I'll go with Lightning Jack. So they finally caught you, Lightning Jack. Cross Almighty, they did. Jesus. You can't I wouldn't, take, I wouldn't take the you? Lord's name in vain. They're going <laughs> to rile up the crowd again there. Oh. Look, it was all a misunderstanding. I don't even know quite how this, this, this came about. Uh, if you ask me, I think it was of, of a count of me accent. You're always blaming it on something. Well, gentlemen's got to, uh, you know, get his business done. And, uh, you know, these people didn't take too kindly to um, my felicitations, as it were. Well, speaking of business, uh, uh, hold on here. Hold this. And he passes you back the uh, the document that he had and in, in a yeah, just a handful of other junk that was in his pocket he's rooting around for something so he hands you this document uh, and he's he's still rooting around but as you unfold it you you read that it's it's uh, a wanted poster but for somebody that's clearly not you i've seen this one about yeah well uh, we're not going to want to be around here for very much longer after those uh after those folk get back into town and find a marshal uh, a little bit tied up more tied up than he'd like to be anyway uh, missing a little bit of lead on his chest. Uh, they're probably going to be riding on after us, so. I'm surprised you managed to pull it off, boss, to be quite honest, but. Well, you know, I'm not as spry as I used to be, but, yeah, I make do. Where have you been all this time, anyway? Here and there. Mostly there. Uh, you remember that job we pulled? The last one you kids kind of, well, I guess you'd say we botched. Oh, the saloon job. You could call it that. Yeah, I remember that. Took a nasty bit of shot to my gut. Yeah, there was a lot more blood and explosions than I think all of us planned for there. Yeah, yeah, there was. So you think you're thinking of getting the the old team back together then? Well, I think you're going to be getting the old team back together. I'm a, I'm too old for this. Bye. <sighs> <laughs> All right, well, where do we begin? Well, when the last last we all saw each other. So we're, we're going to say the last job, the last job we all pulled. A woman named Annabelle sought everybody out individually for help. There was an evil man known as the Prospector who took over her town and its silver mine. Things went bad. They went real bad. The prospector and Annabelle died in an explosion. And uh, each, of, each of the members of the crew had a strong bond of some sort with Annabelle, including the boss. And I think that's what probably drove us apart. But we'll be able to get into more of that as we un unfold the story. Um, so uh, the boss, uh, a once famous gunslinger, a brilliant bank robber, uh, was the was the brains behind a gang of young outlaws, and uh, that's where Lightning Jack uh, kind of met him for the first time. Okay. But uh, since everything went bad, they disbanded. So we'll cut cut back into this scene here. You're a little bit further. You you picked up your pace. Um, you make it to a ridge, and there's a train station, and uh, it's the two of you sitting on your horses, Lightning Jack and the boss. You're not bound and tied, and your horse is. Uh, not not being uh, uh, led or guided by by the boss anymore, and the boss says to you, uh, "Well, Jack, this is where I'm going to leave you." 
that train is headed to where I think you need to go. Because I think you need I think you know who you need to get for this. But the prospector's still alive. He didn't die. He didn't die in the explosion. And I feel like there needs to be some sort of reckoning for what happened to Annabelle. You darn tooting there should be. We're not doing any of that tooting, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that was pre-established. Oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. That wasn't good. even in the recording anymore. <laughs> so, but everyone said the prospector died. That's what we all thought. But I saw this. This is what he was trying to root around for in his duster. He pulls it out, puts on a, a pair of these really, really dusty old glasses, and yeah, oh, this is the one. And he hands it to you. And it's a really nice looking uh uh fancy aristocratic rich looking man dry like kind of kind of cutting the ribbon in the ceremony and it's a picture of them in the newspaper and it's in front of uh this town hall and this person is cutting the ribbon looks like they're someone important i don't know maybe a mayor i don't know if can can you read lightning jack uh yeah all right, so you, you can come up with uh, exactly what the headline says on this thing, but that's definitely the prospector cutting the ribbon. He needs to pay. He's going to have his and some. Right, where's this train go? Well, that's actually a good question. I mean, it goes that way, but I think you're going to have some problems that you're going to be running into if he's got that much power in that town, this ain't going to be a ride in and shoot kind of thing. And I think you're probably going to want to avoid the same explosive problems that we had in our last job. So what we need is a little bit of finesse then. That ain't your thing. That ain't your thing, Jack. You're not the finesse. You're still doing what are, what, what are you doing? I'm a thief boss. Fastest <laughs> in the West. These fingers can work magic. He uh, instantly puts his hand on his on his uh, wallet, his billfold <laughs> in his pocket. Is it there? Um, no, um, I'm holding it up in front of him. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. But you ain't getting any points for stealing from this old man. Okay, boss. Listen, I'll find the people we need. Just leave it with me. Are you uh are you gonna be riding into town? Nope. I got other things I gotta take care of and sort out. So uh in that billfold you're gonna find a ticket for that train. Um, okay, so I open the billfold, pull out the ticket. Right then, se seems like I'm going to uh names escape me, hang on. Uh I know, what's a western town name? I wanna all I can think of is Dodge. Scorchwood. Scorchwood. Scorch. We're going what to Scorchwood. <laughs> going to town tootin. <laughs> Dude, I go into town tootin. That's not okay. a way to leave a good impression. So what's what's the name of the town? Uh the the uh, it's called uh uh Tootin Hill. Tootin Hill. With a with an apostrophe just <laughs> yeah. Tootin Hill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Throw beans there. <laughs> All right. Well, you better you better get on that train. Uh, I mean, it's 
it's already pulling away from the station and we're way up here on this ridge. So, <laughs> this well, you know, fun. you know me, boss. I always like to give chase. <laughs> See you around. He uh, um, tilts his hat and after you're a few paces or a few, a few like gallops off, he reaches down and he's like, damn it. That guy took my damn wallet. <laughs> and he turns and rides in the camera. Camera follows you in a chase scene to catch up with this, uh, with this train and and as the um as the music is swelling you're abandoning your horse by by leaping onto the back of the train opening the door and making your way in and somewhere on this train is someone you need to find who's going to help you with this job this next scene is uh opening with uh Lightning Jack on the train, and uh, what? So, so Jack, Lightning Jack, why don't you set the scene for us and uh, tell us who this person is that you're going to be uh, trying to recruit and uh, what they're doing, and then one of you, Jay or Eve, can step in and take that character. Okay, so as Jack has uh, leapt onto the train, um, he opens up the carriage door. Um, it's the door right at the back. Um, and so he moves through uh, the compartment. Well, it's not that it's actually not the compartment. The first um, the first character he comes to is the luggage compartment. Um, so before doing anything, he um, rifles through a couple of bags um, and finds himself an incredibly sharp and swanky suit um, and just kind of wets his hair down with a bit of spittle and um like just sticks sticks his 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 trusty hat on his head which he he wouldn't go anywhere without um and he uh slowly makes his way down the train um as he's as he's walking he's thinking to himself about the type of job that they're going to need to do like sure he can he can lift things from people here and there he can charm his way into people's affections um, but what he can't do is he can't um, be the muscle. Um, and despite the boss saying that this is going to be a job that where we can't go in guns ho, we are still going to need a strong arm. So um, I'm going to. Um, do I know that this person is on the train? Uh, yes, we'll, we'll say we'll say that you you'll see them. From a distance, okay. uh, we could we could frame it that way. But uh, and also when you when you come up with their name, yeah, um, it could be like Lightning Jack could just be the most recent alias you went by. Okay, and and you could be related to this person. You could be anything you want. The only thing that we pre-established is that each each of the crew members, each of the three of you, will have some sort of strong connection with Annabelle, and only another player can kind of describe what that connection is. So okay. we don't know exactly how you're connected with Annabelle yet, uh, Jimmy, but um, the next person could come up with that. Okay, no worries. Um, all right, so, yep, uh, I make my way uh, through the carriage um, and eventually uh, find uh, a, uh, a character, a uh, gentleman of um, an unusually large build like he's sat down he's got his feet up on the on on the chair opposite um as the um as the train bounces along he has his hat tilted um into his eyes um but you i i can't mistake him 
he's he's the same as he was all those years ago when we pulled the last job. His name is um, you should come up with names so quickly. Um, his name is. <laughs> all right here we go his name is colton brooks Ooh, it's a good one that's a pretty sick name and um he uh he looks like he's asleep but i know from days gone that 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 Carlton has always got an eye open. He he's always aware of his surroundings, and and he's quick um, to um, get to attention when uh, when when trouble starts. All right, who wants to take Colton? And, and Colton's the muscle. Yep. I uh, if you don't have strong feelings about it, uh, you I, know I, I'm I'm willing to gamble here and see I'll, what you I'll come up you with. Up. Don't worry, I'll set you up pretty well. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm I'm willing to so, gamble. So Jay, Perfect. you're taking you're taking Colton oh, Brooks. Hundred percent. That name was the name was the selling point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, mean, I don't know where Colton came from, but Brooks was Terry Brooks. So <laughs> it's always handy to have a bookshelf next next to you. Oh, Colton's a good. That's a good strong cowboy name. So am I in some sort of uh, some sort of horrible trouble here, Tim? Is that how this works? That I'm about to I'm about to be in some horrible trouble that I'm about to be saved from, or are we just kind of gonna gonna just? It could be it um, could be anything. Um, this this is this is sort of what your whatever your character is doing uh, is up to you, or was okay. doing, or is on the way to. But you're about to be told about this job, and will remind okay. you. It'll remind you of the whole situation with okay. Annabelle and the last stuff. So. You can fill in some of that stuff, but uh, right now your name and kind of what your what your role is, so that mm -hmm. we know now that there's going to be something that has to do with with grifting or or being a thief. There's mm -hmm. going to be something that has to do with muscle. Oh, so I know what the muscle part is. Um, yeah, so I think we see we see Colton sort of he's this massive, absolutely way too large for a human being guy, like anime style, just way too big. Um, <laughs> And he's got on uh, like shirt sleeves and trousers and uh, like suspenders, uh, and this and this like duster is like laid across his lap, and then he's got this hat just sort of like pushed down over his face, and he's uh, leaning up back with his like boots up on the on the chair across from him, um, and he's smoking because you can smoke on trains at this point in time, and I think he just as Jack approaches uh, behind him. Uh, he just sort of like leans his head slightly to the left and he's like, still walk too damn loud, Jack. What do you want? You were, you always want to catch me out, sunshine, weren't ya? Um, Jack moves into the seat opposite just next to where he's got his feet up um and almost sort of mirrors the position that he's in um boss said i find you here what's occurring what are you doing why are you headed out into uh tooting hill oh, a little bit of this a little bit of that I well some... how about you do a little bit more of that who owes you money jack what why why do you why why would you think that why why am i always the one that seems to owe money 
Well, either you want a poker game and you need me to do some collecting, or somebody's after you because you cheated them. Nah, this time it's personal, and I think I think you'll want in. What do you got, Jack? One word for you. Prospector. Oh, bastard died in the explosion. You'd like to think so. I hear word he's about. And he still needs to pay. Do you show him the newspaper? Yeah. I think Colton looks at it, and Colton cannot read. Um, so Colton just looks at it and sees the picture and is like, Oh, that's him, all right. So you win? Or some, man. That fool's going to be surrounded with so many goons. I know, which means we've got to be sharp. We've got to think carefully about this. We're oh, going to need... Don't you worry, Jack. And I think Colton like pulls out an, a very large knife and is like, I've always been sharp. And just sort of like <laughs> roughly sheathed it on his hip. And then just like, sort of like... Uh, it's like a, a whip crack right when he says that. <laughs> yeah. Just, you hear that, there's no, There's no way anyone can like crack a whip proper inside this tiny ass tree. <laughs> <laughs> but the sound effect is still there. <laughs> I think uh, I think Colton just sort of like tips his hat up with his thumb a little bit and he he looks over at you and he like leans forward and puts his boots down on the ground and like leans up on the armrest and looks over at you and he's like we'll get him. Don't you worry, but we're gonna need a little more help first, and uh, we best be getting off this train because I didn't pay to get on it. So we're getting out of here, next station. Did I hear someone say you didn't pay to get on this train? You see a person uh, walk up, and it looks like they've got the little collector looking. You know, they want the tickets. They've got their little their little vest and their little fanny pack looking thing. Uh, they got a whole bunch of whole bunch of tickets in their hand, and uh, uh, walk up to you. Well, which one of you didn't pay to get on this train? Oh, I think I think Colton instantly stands up and just looks down at the person who is much smaller than he is. And um, like Jack turns, to, turns yeah, turns to Jack and goes, My friend right here has got my ticket, don't you? Don't you, Jack? Um, Jack uh, looks at the man and he says Look, I'm uh, my my apologies. My friend got on a little bit too early. Let me see if I can sort you out. And um I reach into my pocket i hand him a coin for a ticket um and and pickpocket the water cash in his other pocket <laughs> while i'm doing it well he's he's uh, frozen in, in fear aside from the trembling uh and isn't looking down and just sort of what you know pale face you 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 plant the t or the coin in his hand and his hand's just shaking and put a, a ticket in the other hand and and uh he, he doesn't say anything or move. You just both stand up as the train stops and walk past him and get off the train. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll cut there and, uh, and uh, do a, one of those, uh, you know, camera cameras now over this train station in this, uh, in this town, it, it, the train station's on the far edge of the town. So you'd have to like ride for a little ways or walk for a little ways to get into, into a, uh, Tooten Hill Central, um, or the main thoroughfare, uh, but the camera kind of comes down, and it's that it's that you know the train smoke is is all around the the the, the wooden planks of the uh, of the uh, what is that thing called? I know it's a train station, but just like it's like a platform. raised platform. Yeah, yeah. The I definitely should be asking Jimmy about that. 
uh, all right. So you, uh, you, you, you two are, are off the train already. So we're not getting a, we're not getting an expensive shot of, uh, of, of the actor that plays Colton Brooks, uh, ducking <laughs> under the train to get off of it. We're just having the two of you standing there. You're, you know, uh, smoke around your feet from the, uh, or steam around your feet from the train. Uh, and, uh, you're both looking down and there's there's these these three people standing there and I think you both know this their posture too well uh, they're they're they are definitely law of some sort and uh, the one in the middle looks up and he says uh, one of you wouldn't happen to be Colton Brooks would you I think Colton just sort of looks over at him and just sort of shakes his head and tips his hat and says no sir wouldn't happen to be. Wouldn't happen to be either of us. You have a nice day now, and just starts walking away. They all tip their hats and say, "And say, uh, well, you have a nice day too." And they all walk onto the train looking for Colton Brooks. Um, the two of you just <laughs> saunter on by. Um, and uh, so, who are you looking for? Oh, I am going straight to the saloon. Uh, because I know it is where I will find, and I'm going to think of a name. It's going to take me a second, but I'm I'm thinking that okay. So you know, we got our grifter to handle the the sort of the the last stage, right? Getting close to this guy, and I'm going to beat up every goon within a mile. But you know, we're going to need somebody with a a special touch for making a distraction, and I only know one person who can do that. But boy, if this isn't the person I want to be seeing right now, because the way the the reason things went bad last time was because of an explosion. <laughs> I'm so crash. happy I wanted to be an explosion person so bad. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna go get um I think I'm gonna go get our friend uh Fuse. <laughs> uh, that's what we call her anyway. And Fuse has been Fuse has been drinking over much ever since the last time we uh, saw each other. So I go to the saloon knowing that Fuse will be there and knowing that Fuse will start a fight with someone that she can't back up. So I figure I'll go find <laughs> Fuse at the saloon and I'll, I'll rep a few, a few people up and that'll be the end of it. Um, so I think we see the camera sort of follows, like it comes uh, with Jack off the train and then it rotates around and follows Colton as he walks away. Um, and he he sort of steps in a loon, pushes open those like waste, those like waste doors, those small <laughs> they have in every yep. saloon, you know. And there's like a, a person playing the piano, playing one of those those Western songs, and uh, or like a ragtime or something, and, and he sort of walks in and uh, you know, the place is densely filled with smoke and you can smell tobacco and whiskey and Colton sort of walks up to the saloon, sets his hat down next to a, a, a woman we see there who's um, probably like really, really short uh, and very thin. Um, and we see her like braiding some, some rope uh, at the. Yeah, it's just rope. <laughs> yeah, just like braiding some rope. It's just rope. At the uh, counter, and like she dips it into a small glass of whiskey. And like puts it and like is like you know braiding it again, and you see um, as, as Colton walks up to set his hat down, there's these two large men, obviously not as large as Colton, who were sort of like leaning real hard on the counter there, 
and we hear the woman be like, um, be like, and fuck you because I don't have anything to do with you. And, and Colton just sort of like sets his hat down and says, gentlemen, are we going to be having a problem here? Because my wife and I have work to get to. And he just sort of cracks his knuckles and like shows his knife, his very large knife on his hip. <laughs> and like whip crack looks directly Colton. at him. Colton, is that you? Let me tell you something. You would be damn lucky to give me as a wife. Now, just hold on, just let me finish this right here real quick, okay? And you, buddy, give me a bottle of whiskey. High, high proof. High proof. The one with, like, a, the, uh, freaking, the three X's on it. The, bar- the bartender turns back to you and says, uh, ma'am, I pride myself in never cutting anybody off. You can see the sign above my head. It says I've never cut anybody off, but I'm about to cut you off right now. You've had way too much to drink, and you're going to cause a problem. I don't know what you're doing with that rope. I'm not not going to be drinking that one. It's for later. Colton just, like, slides some bills from the stolen wallet, like, across the the counter, and he goes, I'll take care of that one there. I accept. And the, uh, like the, the two the two gentlemen see your size, Colton, and uh, decide that that's not where they'd like to be spending the rest of their afternoon, the rest of their lives in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think Colton like holds the bottle out uh, to to fuse to be like, here, the bottle of whiskey you want. She she takes it. And she she takes that braided rope. She reach she reaches for it and he pulls it back. And he's like, now, I know you want this, but we got unfinished business we need to be taken care of. So after we're done here, and he looks pointedly at the goons that are sulking in the corner, like, we got we got work to do. Your last blast can do the job, Fuse. Ricky, my last, it was two days ago, and I'm still probably <laughs> out of my hair. Alive. And he, like, slams the bottle down on the counter and slides it at you, and is like, Jack's waiting at the uh, at the end down the road. We got work to be doing, so sober up. Okay. Have to get um, it's, oh, okay. Let's go by my shed. I'm gonna pick up some stuff. All right, I'll carry the bags. And he like opens she, she the bottle and fly, slides it over to you. Like here you go. She takes that rope and like sticks it up through the through the top. It's like here we go. Uh, can we roll by those two guys? Let's follow those guys. I'm gonna blow up their house real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you to light the rope with, like, hey, so. Yeah. So I, I think I think with that we can cut to the two of you walking into the through the open doors, the the double open doors of the inn, and behind you the fire brigade is the the volunteer fire brigade is running down the main thoroughfare towards an area where everyone is shouting fire, uh, and the two of you walk in and you see a uh, uh, lightning jack. How how are you, where are you standing, lightning? I can't decide. Am I inside outside? Uh, inside the inn. I'm inside the inn. Oh, okay. The main lobby of of the the main inn in town. 
Oh, okay. Uh, in which case, um, as they walk through the door, um, I'm just kind of perched on a chair in a in a like a small reception area, um, and I'm 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 sat ever so highfalutin, um, reading a newspaper, um, and as they walk in, I just peer over the top, and uh, and I'm like, so glad you people could join me. Oh, hey, what are you doing? I figured somebody would have chopped your fucking head off by now. Fuse bastard. Delightful as ever, I see. Always a pleasure. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, I don't want to hear because I got my hand stuck in that spittoon because you fucking tripped me. And then I couldn't throw nothing. So fuck you. Cotton, can you can you please cut her tongue out? And Cole just looks over and just like takes a real deep breath. Just sort of looks at Jack and is like, I want to get this over with as much as the both of you do. I don't want to be seeing neither of you for longer than I have to be. So let's just get the cards all on the table, so to speak. Get this over with. Okay. Well, I've been considerate enough to buy, uh, to get you both rooms and lodgings there so um let's say we uh saunter upstairs mm -hmm. yeah i think i think <laughs> as we walk upstairs colton just picks up a bottle like there's obviously there's a bar here there's bars everywhere yeah. so colton just, like, drops a bill on the counter and like grabs the bottle of whiskey that the bartender was reaching for from behind the bar to like pour another one of those that's not for you this one's not for you, you. wasn't Bombs and making bombs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think I think we're okay to go into the first planning scene. What do you all think? Um, I think Fuse still needs to do a description. I'm I'm picturing yeah, short, skinny, has like just like a uh, black vest over a red shirt and like a dark red bowler oh nice yeah the bags just all of them all over the place do you, do you have all of your fingers oh no definitely, definitely not okay um missing the middle finger on the left hand Oh, that's a shame. No yeah. birds for yeah, you. No, that's not a great one. And then the uh, the ring and pinky finger on the right hand. <laughs> oh, so everybody just has to understand that whenever Fuse shakes their fist at you, it is an invisible bird. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so uh, well, one point. See, one, the middle oh. finger one happened because it got shot off because she was flipping the bird. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, was it in? Was it in relation to the prospector? Do you want know fuck it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So some someone owes you a finger in this in this uh, revenge scheme we have cooking. Um, and then uh, just as a point of clarification, are you in Tooten Hill right now? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think we're in the Rootin' Tootin' Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> tavern Rootin' Tootin' Tavern and Inn Rootin tavern tavern in, in Tootin' yeah. Hill. And yeah. um, is uh, the newspaper clipping that showed the prospector uh, as the possible mayor or something of this town, Is it? Are, were they the mayor of Tootin' Hill or were you just going to Tootin' Hill to gather, uh, to gather fuse? 
I think we just went here to get Fuse, because casually lighting a house on fire like that maybe isn't the smartest opening salvo in a... Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, this, this fool, so yeah, I think I think they're over across the hill in the sister town of, obviously, it's called Rootin, Rootin Gorge. <laughs> All right, so Rootin Gorge is where we're heading. Mm-hmm. How are the three of you, uh, actually, I don't think we need like a, a full on uh, uh, travel scene. What we need here is uh, how are the three of you going to plan? So not just how, but where, where is this scene taking place where the three of you are doing that, that Ocean's Eleven style, you know, looking at all the maps and stuff? Uh, probably up in the end, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what, that 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 would be my assumption. We don't mm. want some like random bar person to <laughs> go and rat us out. That yeah. suck. So yeah, still, still in the town of Tooten Hill, in the tavern, uh, up in the main room that Lightning Jack procured for you. Uh, the three of you are looking at. I don't know what you're looking at. Describe describe how the three of you would go about planning this. Who's who's the brains? I think that might be me. <laughs> oh, it's definitely fuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, she's just like over there pointing at the map. All right, I'm gonna put Bob's just here, and she motions <laughs> for the entire map. <laughs> Well, if we just um, town and we moved it over there with lots of explosives. Um, so Jack just is, is rolling his eyes at this point, and he's like, Fuse, we're going to have plenty of time for some fireworks, all right? Oh, yeah, but, we're going to take a nap. Man. But what we've got to do is we've got to lay the foundations first, Okay, we've got to play this smart. Lay the foundations on top of the bombs. That way everybody gets settled in. And Something I like that, yeah. Blown sky high. No man to... Okay, carry on. Now, Fuse, you were the you were the you're the closest to or living closest to Tooting Gorge. What do you do you know anything about this prospector? Uh, no, he's supposed to be dead. I don't really get I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't really follow, you know, local events. <laughs> <laughs> what she's saying is she can't read a newspaper. Oh, that too. Right. Okay. So, well, we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to find out what his game is, what his plan is, what he's up to. We can't just go in there hurling bombs left, right, and center. I mean, that was my plan. I mean, well, we totally yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I'm just saying, let's just use a little bit of finesse. Come on, people. This is why this never worked out last time. All this finesse <laughs> shit. Look at the two of us. Do well, we excuse like me. I do believe that it was the explosions and the gunfire and the bombs and everything out and the goddamn spittoon that caused all these problems in the first place so maybe we try a softly softly approach way i remember it the plan was guns and bombs and punching and somebody got caught up trying to loot a vault they wasn't supposed to be looting 
and wasn't there when all the shit hit the fan. I or am I remembering wrong? And he like leans up and puts his hands on the table and just sort of like drums his fingers there, like looking at you like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuse, oh, I had- Fuse does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Triatachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash tritachyon.